Howdy, howdy, one and all, and welcome to episode 92 of the Hillcrest Duo. It is being recorded on Saturday, December 2019th. 2018. I am one of your hosts. I am Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. I am, of course, joined alongside my co-host. He is Metal John. And you can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Good Yay. morning, Brad. Good morning. Merry or whatever Christmas. T- Merry Christmas. Or whatever time you're listening to this. It could be in the middle of the night. It could be in the mid-afternoon. We don't care. Yeah, that's but the we're taping of- it live in the morning. Yes, it is the morning. It's 9.07 in the morning on a Saturday Beautiful Saturday morning in Chicago, you know, sleet, snow, it's gray, just what you want for a nice um, uh, December morning. Correct. I, I agree. How was your Christmas? It was good. I got a lot of neat things. I got the PlayStation VR, which is kind of one of those things I've wanted for my PlayStation for a while, just to play a game called I Expect You to Die by Shell Games. It's- How was it? I haven't gotten too deep into it yet because I obviously just got it in Christmas and I didn't have days off the, um, after Christmas this year, so I haven't had time to play it because I also, coincidentally, we um, work for a living. Coincidentally, <laughs> if you want to lose all those pounds you put on on Christmas Day, simply get a stomach bug the day after and into the um, day after that. So on the 26th and 27th, you'll lose those pounds like that, oh, just that's gone. A good, that's a good yeah, just get a stomach bug. No problem. Make it so you can't get out of bed. <laughs> Perfect. But no, it's a game I wanted to play. You b- basically play as a secret agent in a VR area and have to escape death traps, and I look forward to actually probably getting into that today or tomorrow. Duh. I also, um, uh, we can also maybe next week try something different, because I did get, I now have a set of two microphones that will hook up to my um, uh, eye devices, and we could try recording this else places. Ooh, Other than on the studio. road, on tour. On tour, yes, and I want to try that out. Yeah, we could record it from the Batcave. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll ju- I just got a lot of other And me and you, we do, we do some unique little uh, road adventures. Yes. And we could uh, There's one, podcast I wanna... uh, in the car on the highway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of wanted to um, uh, take a trip to Grand Rapids sometime and see a Grand Rapids hockey game. See, oh, see them the take Red on, affiliate. See them take on our Ice Hogs. Yeah, I'd be done for that. But there's a lot I want to do. Um, so how was your Christmas, though? Uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, just, you know, low-key. Uh, you know, I get kind of like a small family, so we just get together for a little bit. And, you know, my nephew, uh, who's four, he's going to be five in March. Um, I I more or less love, like, Christmas just to hang out with him and help him play with his toys. Help so him. I bought him a remote-controlled helicopter, and we yeah. were playing with that. He's got some Nerf guns, so me, I him, and his daddy had, like, a Nerf war in the living room. Uh, that was fun. I love Nerf guns. Oh, I, Nerf I, guns are I've hilarious. got a set of them. I've got the modulus I ones. actually, after having a Nerf war in the living room, I have now decided I need to get myself one of those really good Nerf guns. So, And I'm just going to keep one. it. I'm going to keep it in my car at all times. So if I'm ever over there and a Nerf war breaks out, I run out to my car and I get the mega Nerf. I have one. I have. 5, I have like a Nerf is. modulus. It's um a repeater, so it's automatic. Oh, that's what I want. And, How much it, are those? But, uh, mine was sixty bucks, but it also comes with attachments, so you can make it bigger or smaller. Oh. So it'll look like a handgun, or you can make it look like a rifle. I mean, how cool would that dope. be? Just imagine like a Nerf war breaking yeah. out. Everybody's oh. got their everybody's got their single shooters, and then I just run outside and I come back with like this tank of like a Nerf. 
wipe everybody out. You're all gone. So, of course, I'm going to be an idiot, and I'm going to do that just for that one occasion. You, I'm gonna, you I'm know gonna, it's, it's coming. Gonna be ready to go for that one occasion. Because it's going to happen. <laughs> so, but, no, yeah. Nerf guns are always been awesome. I never got them enough as a kid. Yeah, but no, it was. I saw a ton of movies, Brad. So yeah, yeah. What'd you, see? Can, What'd you uh, see? On this podcast, we're gonna we're gonna talk some movies, and uh, me and you saw some saw a movie together. We did. Um, also, Daredevil family season movie. three has been in the books for a little while now. Yes, and I I'm, just... I'm completed with it. You're not, but no, we'll, we'll, I am so we'll, far. We'll do like us. a minor spoiler. Don't worry about spoiling it for me. I I I'll just react. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. So I don't know. Where do you want to start? Um. You know what? Let's start off with. Not the movie we saw together, but the probably the big biggest for me at least the biggest movie release of the past um, few weeks, and that's Spider Man Enter the Spider Verse. For for superhero fans, it was probably the biggest release. I, I would well, imagine. Well, it. How about for more? It because it obviously I probably Mary Poppins beats it out, and some of these award fodder films beat yeah. it out. But but no, it was uh, it, it kind of came out a little bit before that, uh, yeah. you know. So it was. Uh, you know, it was a. It came out before Aquaman came out. It came mm-hmm. out. Uh, I I think it came out right before Bumblebee came out, yep. and a couple of these other big releases. So it was kind of like the pre, the pre-release, and it was actually came out in perfect timing because the weekend it came out, there was really nothing else nope. out, and I saw that it had a high score on Rotten Tomatoes. I heard great things about it, so I went to go see it out of my own curiosity, and I loved it. It's dope, isn't it? Miles Morales is such a good character. Yeah, I mean. For being an animated Spider-Man movie, which yes. is probably the last thing in the world I would ever want to sit through, uh, I I loved it. And I love after it. watching it, I mean, me and my buddy, like I have this friend of mine, his name's Mitch, and me and him are both in agreement when it comes to Spider-Man and a lot of the Marvel stuff because we're big DC Batman guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we and, know. And, I and, I know you like the inferior brand, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, so. Uh, me and him both looked at each other after watching this movie, and we're like, wow, that was incredible. And I think we both agreed that this is our number two Spider-Man film. Yeah, like, I'd agree. I would put Homecoming as number one, yep. and this is number two. This I beats would... out all the Toby movies. Yep. It beats out um, yep, yep. you know, all the other recent Spider-Man live-action movies. I would movies. completely agree. It's just a great noble tale, and... I hope they go more into the Spider-Verse and we get to see some of the villains that the original Spider-Verse comic is based off of because I, obviously I read the comics. When I read this one, this one reads more like coming from uh, the crossover series between Ultimate Spider-Man and the Spider-Man that almost everyone knows called Spider-Men. But then there's just a whole series of Spider-Verse stories, which is yeah. where Gwen Stacy Spider-Man came from. Well, Spider-Woman came from, but... My favorite, one of my favorite parts of this movie was the first thing you see, and that was the comic code seal, and letting you know this will be a comic book movie. And I just absolutely loved the art of this movie. That's one thing I cannot hammer home enough about this because I remember seeing some of the early trailers and not jiving with the animation, but when you see it on the big screen, it looks so good. It feels like you are watching a comic book come yeah. to life. Well, I think when I first saw the trailer for it, I was a little surprised. I was like, this is going to be like a theatrical release. It almost looked like an anime Spider-Man movie. You know, no, just, it, was... it, it, it like just had like a lot of like weird color tones. And, and, and But then, I, again, 
But that's sitting it. through the movie. I yeah. mean, like you said, it's like a comic book coming to life on a screen. Yeah. And it was awesome and has a great soundtrack, like a hip hop type soundtrack yeah. to it. That's really cool. Um, it makes fun of the other Spider-Man films. Like yeah. I love like the first five minutes where they show it. He's like, yeah, I did this once and it showed him like dancing in the street. And you know? I did. Th- oh, I'm sure you were cracking <laughs> oh, up. Oh, that, that was like my favorite scene of the movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was, that was awesome. And then the, you know, you introduce all these other spider characters, the Nicolas Cage Spider-Man, Spider-Man from, Noir. <clears throat> that was awesome. That well, I mean, did every every spider character from yes. the Spider Universe, like Spider Verse, I should say. Yes, Spider Verse. They, they had their own unique, I love like the, feel the to them, their own like attitude. And for being an animated movie, and they tried to take these other animated characters from different universes, they really did look different. Yes, which is something hard to do in a cartoon. So let's. Um, really quick, go through some of the Spider-People we meet. Obviously, we meet the first Spider-Man, voiced by Chris Pine, mm-hmm. who is at least probably the most competent Spider-Man of them all because, as it turns out, he has a spider cave. Yes. How did he, um, Aunt May get that built without the neighbors knowing? Mm. May, what are you excavating in the backyard? Maybe they yeah. had some ants help him. <laughs> I don't know, because... That's a hell of a cave to build in the backyard. Someone would notice. But obviously, he gets killed off, often the first 30 minutes, done like that. And then we get to see, of course, Miles deal with having his powers and bringing in 40-year-old Spider-Man. Yes. Who, Jake Johnson and, um, I forget who, um, uh, voiced uh, Miles, um, uh, Shaquem Moore, I believe. Yeah, voiced him, and they were just such a great at leading this story. I loved both their arcs. Obviously, Miles as the student and Peter just as this jaded guy, like, nope, just gonna go get this done with. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. I I don't want to be here. I'm uh, not supposed to be here. I'm leaving. I don't care about your city blowing up. It's <laughs> not my city. It's someone else's problem. Yeah, I mean, and I like Spider Woman. Oh, yes. Uh, Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman, who was originally introduced in the original Spider-Verse storyline, just kind of as a throwaway character, but the critical reception was so great to her, she ended up getting her own comic called Spider-Gwen, and eventually now is called Ghost Spider, and it has just a huge following that was based off a quick thing. Yeah. Well, and like you were saying, too, this they could expand this into so yes. many different directions you can do you can do subplots you can do a spider uh, woman spin-off mo- story mm-hmm. you know you can that, do a spider woman movie to this and i mean you can have movies connect to this and not be a direct sequel yep. or prequel just a movie that connects to it and takes place in a different universe so you can do they can do a lot with this and and every my, single time my guess is they will oh yeah i just hope it doesn't get too carried away because i mean i i really do love this movie yeah. and and I kind of want it to stay... For me, and I have seen a lot of the animated movies this year, it's my be- animated best picture. I think it will beat out um, uh, The Incredibles. Really? Oh, yes. and Wreck-It Ralph 2? I think it'll beat them both. Okay. I now, think... see, I liked The Incredibles, um, but I think I liked uh, I, I, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is really, really good. Um, yeah. I, I would say this is probably also my favorite animated movie of the year. I just don't know if it'll beat out... It's going to be you tough, know, Ralph, but, but I think it will. I think it. I think it can do it. I think it yeah. will. It'll definitely be nominated. It'll be oh, yeah. up there. So, 
Uh, and I and I do hope it I do hope it beats it out because it was a really really fun good movie. I think it also might have an outside chance of best adapted screenplay, but any number of things can happen there. Obviously, yeah. And let's talk about the final credit scene. Wait, no, no, no. I, yeah, yes. Let's talk about that, and then I want to talk one more about one more thing in the middle that um uh, probably was a little poignant. And okay. the the final credit scene was oh okay my thing. Yeah, do it. Obviously. I, they did a great job of conveying the grief and sadness when Peter Parker of Miles Universe dies. Yeah. Really, really great. Even before this scene that I'm about to talk about, where you see Stan Lee say, um, saying, you know, he was a friend of mine, and it ends up always fitting. Like, well, that makes it a little harder, doesn't it? Obviously, with um, uh, yesterday, um, uh, the 28th, being Stan Lee's birthday. And his recent passing, that just made the scene just so much more powerful. Yeah, and, and I was wondering going into the movie if, if like, Stanley would make some sort of an appearance. And I, you figured he would have. Oh, yeah. But what contacts? And, and I thought it was perfect. He's like a guy it, worked at the comic shop mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and it, the fact that it came at, during uh, trying to honor Peter Parker, it just worked out so perfectly for this movie. Yeah, absolutely. And... You know, and then they had a nice little tribute to Stan in the in the yes. credits, and then you get the final final credits. Scene. Yes, Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, yeah, <laughs> jumping uh, back to the sixties. Yes, <laughs> you're Spider Man. You're Spider Man. Stop Spider-Man. pointing at me. It's I'm not um, pointing. You're pointing. They were memeing the meme. <laughs> yes, and then you saw J- Jonah Jameson as well. I love. Anytime you can get some Jonah in there, it's great. Yeah, that was uh, it was very fitting for like a cool like uh, yeah. after credit scene. Well, and, and that me obviously with that scene with him being the first one to jump from universe to universe, that obviously opens up that there will be um, more Spider Verse movies, and I'm hoping they do and focus on the, what originally caused the first Spider Verse crossover, and that's the Inheritors, which are. Basically, vampires that go around killing spider totems. You remember that one thing that happens in the comic? You remember that um, uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends show? Oh, yeah. The 80s? Goes to that universe, wrecks their stuff, kills Firestar, kills Iceman, kills Spider-Man, leaves the dog to be sad. <laughs> That's the kind of um, character um, the Inheritors are. They are super powerful. But that's in the future. Let's talk about the other movie we saw, and we'll just touch on it ever, ever so briefly. And that's Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah. The PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. And a lot of people were trashing this movie. Really? So I, I went in with low expectations. But well, I, I enjoyed it. I went it. into it basically expecting exactly what it was. It was yeah. a movie that was heavily edited, mm-hmm. and then they inserted these, like, uh, Commentary scenes with Ryan Reynolds and Fred Savage. Deadpool and Dead Fred Savage. Thank you very much. Yes, they were doing a um, like a commentary storytelling thing, and mm-hmm. uh, it put, it, so it added a lot of extra jokes, PG thirteen yes. jokes. That is, um, and for the most part, if you saw Deadpool two, I mean, you, you're basically rewatching the movie. Yes. There was just a heavily of, edited version of the movie, and there were with some, some extra additional scenes. commentary, and there were some extra scenes actually. Yeah. Because they made reference to the, um, yeah, I can't remember now. Oh well, forget it. Yeah, they. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. Okay. I thought it was great, and I thought the yeah. stuff with Fred Savage was very fun. Yeah, so he did was I. great as um, uh, being bitter about being there, and you know, 
I mean, and I'm sure it took little to no effort for, you know, the Deadpool team to put this PG-13 version together. Oh, no, I'm sure so they had it planned it far, far ahead. for them to make some extra money on the movie and, and have some fun with it, and, and I mm-hmm. thought they did a good job with it. And I mean, yeah, it probably could have been a straight-to-Netflix movie if they wanted it to yeah. be, you know, but they decided to put it in theaters, and we went and saw it. We had fun. Um, yeah. I did see a couple of other movies this weekend. What did you see? Uh, and one movie that stood out as a big surprise wait, to wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. Sherlock Holmes and Watson. No. Damn. Bumblebee. Really? So I'm Transformers gonna, I, I'm, is good again, huh? I'm going to sell you on Bumblebee, and okay. I'm going to tell you why. Without spoilers, it's set in the 80s. Okay. So you have an 80s-filled soundtrack. Nice. Um, nice. A lot of 80s jokes. Mm-hmm. And it's just a simple Transformers movie without the Michael Bay action, big explosions, lots, tons of CGI. The first 10 minutes of the movie takes place at Cybertron, so, of course, that's all CGI. But then once it comes to the U.S., it's very little CGI. It's okay. just Bumblebee, pretty much. And it's just a, a fun, fun movie. A lot of people saying this is the best Transformers movie. Really? I'm not going to say it's the best because I do like a lot of the big explosion stuff. Dark of the Moon <laughs> is probably my favorite Transformers movie. Explosions are cool. But this one is right up there, probably in the top two of the Transformers movie franchise. Huh. And, and the 80s stuff is just so cool in the movie. I, 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 and the look of some of the Transformers, like they go back to the old school look for Opt- Optimus Prime. Right. Like, I just think it's like a really, really fun movie. And it's worth seeing if you like the Transformers movies. Okay. If you're burnt out on all the Michael Bay, like over the top, like action scenes and you don't have that in this movie. There's actually cool. very little action in this movie outside of the first 10, 15 minutes. But it's very funny. Because, you know, Bumblebee's the right. best character, right? In all the Transformers yes. movies. He's funny with his music and uh, the way he interacts with humans. And it does the same in this movie. But he's using 80s songs and right. 80s jokes and 80s puns. And, you know, and the the lead character is a girl played by Haley Stanfield. And she's awesome in this movie. Very likable. Mm-hmm. Very cool. like Just like a cool rocker chick. Yeah. For and I would just say, like, everything works so well. Well, in this let movie. me ask you who, about the other lead. How is John Cena? Uh, douchey, but like he's Supposed typical. Yeah, I was gonna say. Thing is about John Cena, and I've only seen him in a few movies, and every movie he's in, he is one of those guys where like he looks big, strong, like mean. Yeah. But yet he's like a little teddy bear. Yeah. He kind of plays that role like in every movie. Where yes. It's like, the it's his it's, only. It's funny because he's a he big, does. strong, tough guy. And he shouldn't yes. be scared of spiders, but he is. You know, it's, it's like one of those. It's things. what he it's what he does in professional wrestling too. Yeah. So he's basically playing that character, but he's like, you know, an agent. You know. Cool. Uh, and he really, I John Cena's in the movie, but he's not like a like a main oh. main character that takes up a lot of time. The majority of this movie is between the lead girl and Bumblebee. Cool. Uh, so I enjoyed that movie a lot. Um, so Aquaman, did you see it? I have not. I've me- been meaning so, to. So here's, but... here's the thing with Aquaman. You know, spoiler free. It's it's an okay movie, but for me, it came across too much of a like a kids movie. Oh. And and so, and it's probably a good thing because if they were to try to market that movie to be like for adult comic book Batman Superman fans, like it mm-hmm. would have failed. But I think they tried to target this. We want kids to like this and, right. and, and enjoy it and have fun with it. 
And, you know, a lot of the underwater CGI, there's, like, an octopus playing the drums and, like, <laughs> just a lot of that, like, Under weird, jokey, sea. like, Little Mermaids. Under yeah, a lot the of the Mermaid, Little Mermaid-type stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is a kid's movie. This isn't for adults. <laughs> and, well, and, that and, might and, be and, for and the be, best. That's what I'm v, saying. Like, I think DC it actually... has not been very good at trying to get the ones geared for more adult audiences. Yeah. Well, and, and Aquaman's Super- a hard story to try to get like True. me, you, and and our other friends in our thirties to be like, oh, it was so badass, man. The you know the seahorses and <laughs> like we're sea not gonna talk like awesome, that. Like we don't care man. about that. Like we, you know, we're. But uh, my one one little grief I had with the movie, mm-hmm. at least you know, again going back to why it's just like mostly a kids' movies. You know, Aquaman's brother in the movie, this guy that plays him, I, I don't yeah. even know the actor's name. He's, he looks like such a little punk jockey boy. Like, I, I feel like Jason Momoa would just, like, break his skull in, like, one shot. But yet this guy's a tough guy, and he gives him a run for his money when well, they fight. I, I remember like, seeing, come on. I remember seeing on Twitter a picture of Jason Momoa with his two security guards. I'm like, Jason Momoa is huge. What does he need those two little guys for? <laughs> yeah. He'll kill you. Oh, man, but uh, see here, just quick other movies I saw, Welcome to Marwin. Uh, I heard really bad things about that one. So I enjoyed it, but it's very depressing. Um, uh, Holmes and Watson, I saw that. Uh, Had some funny moments, but overall just meh. Uh, The Mule, awesome movie, loved it with Clint Eastwood. Anything Clint Eastwood does is usually a home run, but just another – if you like Gran Torino, you'll like The Mule. It just doesn't have as much racist jokes in it. <laughs> so, oh, so he's censoring himself. Yeah, Great. he kind of censors himself a bit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bird Box is the big, big splash on Netflix right now. I did well, watch that. it was until yesterday. Yeah. Well, Bird Box, real quick, um, one of those movies that people are either going to love it or hate it. I actually really liked it. I'm not going to say loved it, but I really, really liked it. And spoiler alert, the big reason why people don't like it, I'm sure you'll guess, is because they never show you what it is. Oh, jeez. But I'm one of those people that believe I would rather not see what it is because there's so much hype and buildup and suspense around this it Mm -hmm. that – Regardless of what it becomes or what it actually is, it's going to be a letdown to half the audience. Yeah, because you're going to see it be like, oh, I don't know. That's that doesn't look scare at me. That yeah, exactly. That couldn't. So how? Why is she scared of that? So it leaves it up to your imagination. Now you can imagine whatever it is. That's my only defense in the movie about why I liked it more than people that disliked it. And the number one reason why people disliked it is we need to see what it is. But it was a fun. It was a fun way. It's basically like a quiet place, but right. instead you're wearing a blindfold. Okay. And so. the first thirty minutes, Brad, if you want to just watch a lot of people die a million different ways, the first thirty minutes is all you need to watch because it's mass suicide. Whatever this it is causes everybody to kill themselves if they look at it. So people okay. just die like they jump in front of cars, they jump out of cars, they crash their cars. There's a scene where this lady is talking to somebody and then she looks up at the sky. And then she walks right into a burning car and sits down to kill herself. Okay. <laughs> so there's just like, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, you'd mentioned uh, until last night. So yesterday on 1228, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. 
Yes. Was released. And I'm a big fan of the Black Mirror series. I do watch those. So this is Black Mirror's movie. And it's a choose-your-own-adventure movie. Yeah, and I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. I've heard some things say that because it's choose-your-own-adventure, you can end up mucking up the plot halfway through and you don't get as satisfying as an ending. Yeah. But I'm interested because I always love choose-your-own-adventure, and I still like playing um, the games like that where you get to basic... There's not even much um, uh, gameplay. You're just choosing an adventure. There were some great... I've told you about the Telltale series that that's basically all there are. They are is yeah, you're I, making choices for the character and seeing where it goes. Now apparently you can only watch this on an iOS device. You can't like watch it on your smart TV because you have to like tap. You have to tap the right. you know the next the next adventure, and it, and I guess if you don't tap the adventure, it will randomly choose, choose one, one for you. And then it will also apparently there's like five different endings, yes. even though there's different. Ad- different plot twists there's five different endings and if you after you watch it once apparently you can go through the credits and you can watch the other endings oh, without good. going through and <clears throat> rewatch it 100 times you know what i i really don't want to spend two days to watch every possible way this thing twists so i think what i'm gonna do this weekend maybe today i think i'm gonna watch it i'm just gonna watch it once yeah and i'm gonna go through the adventure being as Stupid. Yes. You'll be stupid. Do the dumb thing. Yeah. Do the dumb thing, like run into the woods or, you know, check the basement or something, whatever it is. I'm going <laughs> to do go the stupid in there. thing just to see how it plays out, and I'm probably not going to ever watch it again. I'm just going to go through it once because I don't want to I don't want to be that guy that has to see every possible way this thing twists and turns because it will probably drive me nuts. <laughs> I think you Now, did you good... do that with the Choose Your Own Adventure books? Uh with Did you books? go through an adventure and be like, oh, this one sucks, and go back and change it? Well, I I would go back and say, no, 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 this is bad, this is bad, i got to go do a different way. I'm dead. <laughs> I uh, killed my character, crud. Yeah, I, it's a cool concept, though, but apparently Black Mirror's got a brand new season, I think, that's coming out uh, maybe next week or the week to. The week after. Um, mm-hmm. Punisher Season 2 is starting very soon. Yay! And, of course, only Punisher and Jessica Jones remain on Netflix. We'll see if, how long that lasts after the Punisher drops. You do need to watch Daredevil Season 3. Uh, yeah, I um, do. I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will tell you it's the best season of Daredevil. You could put it in the top two or three of seasons of all the Marvel shows on Netflix. Really? Um. Well, that's good. I mean, Bullseye, Agent Ben Poindexter, yes, is just I, amazing, played by Wilson Bethel. He is a great actor, and I know great Kingpin character, is back. and I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm going to tell you, his origin story has to be one of the best told origin stories ever. Wow. Like, usually origin stories, it's like, they can be told different ways. <laughs> oh, I'm going to just tell you. Go ahead. Here's how they tell you his origin story. So Wilson Fisk gathers all this information on him. Right. He's sitting down at a desk. All these files. Yeah. He starts opening the files, and instantly you go to a flashback of when Poindexter was a kid. So he's a kid. Very he's playing stylistic. baseball. And while his origin is playing out, Wilson Fisk is standing there as an adult just watching it. So that's him reading this, reading everything. Cool. It's just him watching his origin story play out. And it's pretty awesome like nice. uh i i really enjoyed really enjoyed it um so wait we, well, before well, since we're going to be getting out of here in a couple of seconds i do want to talk about an origin real quick and that's miles getting the spider-man powers in oh the, yeah j- just 
Yeah. Kills it, flicks it off. Yeah. <laughs> no second thought. Yeah. Which if I saw a big spider on me like that and it made me like, oh, God! Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm one of those people with spiders, you know what? I, I don't like to kill them or swat them with anything. I use, I use the, 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 the handheld vacuum cleaner and I get them. So that's on the wall. I'm like, Phew! you're gone. Right up. Hang on. So I, I love doing that with the, uh, with the with yeah, spiders. I, I would have been running to him because, like, that is a huge-ass spider that just bit me. I'm going to die. So, and I'm, it's so weird that we're talking about spiders because last night, last night or, or maybe the night before, arachnophobia was on TV. Arachnophobia. And I haven't seen that. I have not seen that since, like, it was in theaters, like, in the late 80s, early 90s or whatever. That whatever movie came out. was so good at making you just be like, like, it's actually a really bad movie. It is. But it's a fun, bad movie, and it gives you the willies with spiders. But how deadly that spider is. Like, it, it, like the first guy who gets bit, it bites him, and then instantly the guy's like, Ugh! he's paralyzed, and then he dies. It's yeah. like instantly. It's like there's no, like, poison work through the body. It's like bite, paralyzed, dead. Yeah. <laughs> there's no... There's no suffering. And the fact that that there's spider no... just had so much venom in it. So much. Yeah. It would have run out of Venom by by fight number three. And I don't get why in that movie, so the queen, the nest, is in Jeff Daniels' barn, and every single member of Jeff Daniels' family survives, but all these people in the houses around the barn are all die. Because Jeff Daniels protects his family. But the nest is, like, in your backyard. And well, the spiders get out, and they go kill other people in town, but they leave you alone? You're pr- You're providing protection for them. And then the scene... When they finally all come out, like, Jeff Daniels is like, okay, we know where the nest is. It's in the barn. I got to go get the family. He goes in the house. The whole family's sitting there watching TV like, hey, Dad, what's going on? He's like, guys, we need – and all of a sudden, like, a million spiders come out from behind the photos. and the. It's almost like they were waiting, like, all right, wait till he gets here, and then we're going to attack. Yeah, we're going to wait. We're going <laughs> to wait. We're going to wait. This is going to be great. It's we're, so cheesy. It's, it's so a, funny. It's like a surprise like, party. That's exactly what they do. They wait till he gets home, and as surprise! soon as he grabs the family, he's like, hey, guys, we got to go. Also, they not so fast. They all come out so from every mofo. corner of the house. There's like a million of them. It was like they were all hiding. Like, let's wait. It's, let's get to Look, home. we could kill them right wait now, but let's wait. Just, just, just wait. It's going to be uh, so much better. That's a good movie to roast. All right. I guess that'll do it for another episode. Episode 92 of the Hillcrest Duo. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will be back. Whenever. Maybe next week. And, Maybe next and week. you're going to finish Daredevil. Yeah, I'll start watching that. I don't have work the next week. Hurry up, man. You're missing it, man. Okay. I am Brad Russo. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Russo. He is Metal John. You can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. Thank you, everyone, for listening. The Hillcrest Duo will return.